You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, this is Joe. I just got back from Musink Tattoo Festival down in Orange County. What a great convention. It was super fun to see a bunch of guys I hadn't seen in a while. Meet some new people. I got to uh, meet some legends. Finally got to meet Bob Roberts. Finally got to meet Jack Rudy. It was a pleasure meeting you guys. Um, I want to give a couple shout outs before we get into this episode, which I did record down at Musink with uh, tattooer Liz Cook who was an amazing person, amazing artist. Her and her husband, Cookie, were super cool to hang out with. Um, but I want to give some shout-outs. Rich Martinez, man, I see you every week on Instagram. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the shares. Um, Andrew, thanks for coming out to the show, grabbing a print, hanging out, talking with me. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure talking with you and your dad. Uh, Mo and Roji from Black Flies, thank you guys. It was an absolute pleasure to talk with you, hang out, I appreciate uh, all the support, fellas. Everybody that listens every week, thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. This show is only what it is because you guys listen every week. And the artists that come on, the stars of the show, that support me by lending me their time so I can talk to them and ask them questions. So, again, thanks to the artists. Thanks to everybody listening. This is my talk with Liz Cook, tattooer out of Dallas, Texas. I hope you enjoy it. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sullen Radio. This is Joe Swanson. I am honored to be sitting down with uh, Liz Cook. How are you doing, Liz? I'm good. What's your best fart joke? (laughs) Shit. Best (laughs) fart joke. Oh, I I don't even have a good fart joke. I just like to talk about farts. (laughs) Right, right. Okay. All right. Um, How's the weekend been treating you? Really good. I'm actually not tattooing today, which is awesome because it's a good show to kind of be hanging out at. Yeah. And uh, I'm so like tired from the weekend anyway. So right, late nights. At yeah. Conventions. Yeah. <laughs> Me late too. Late nights, no sleep, waking up early. Yeah, crazy. Um, do you travel a lot? You tend to. I look. I, I peek out at your Instagram, and I see you're definitely on a bit of a travel uh, going to the conventions. Do you yeah. tend to try to do that every month or? Um, yeah, this year it's kind of working out to every month. Um, the last couple of years we tried to kind of minimize it a little bit more just because it was getting to the point where um, it was hard to be at the studio and um, maintain some of you know what we were needing to do there and then kind of like balance out like home life and then balance out like other art outside of the tattooing. So we kind of put a limit on it. And then this year it kind of has worked out that we need to be on the road a little bit more and we've got other projects going on and stuff like that. So we actually have more conventions this year and it is more stressful, but then at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, there's such a good like benefit to it. So you kind of just like take it as it comes and yeah, we're, we're out there, but I still feel like there's heaps of people and tattooers that are like traveling way more than, than, you know, me and my husband, like we do all of the conventions together. So I think there's more people that do it way more than us. And yeah, I don't know how they do it. I, I don't either there's people that go pretty much every week yeah and are doing crazy amounts of shows you know throughout the year but it's got to get taxing that that has to be but i mean yeah on the other side of it you have you know guys like me's who have their setup i mean yeah they're just ready to go and he it's as easy for him to set up 
there, you know, in a shop as it is here at a yeah. convention. So. Yeah, I'm not that fortunate. And Sarah Miller was just telling me last year she did like 30 conventions. So I was like, dude, how do you fucking do that? Like, that's just, I not that good. Yeah, that's too. I, I think that's that's a lot. I mean, it, like I said, it's got to get taxing and be difficult to keep that pace up. Yeah. And even, yeah, I don't even know how they doing that kind of travel and having that kind of schedule how they're putting it into their work you know the you got to be tired yeah she just doesn't sleep <laughs> Crazy. like i need sleep i can't function without sleep <laughs> I, I have know. to have eight hours at least yeah me too i, lo- I definitely i love sleep it's one of those things you can't it's just do you have any kids i do uh, i do i have uh they're not older older but um, a 17, a 15, uh, a 9, and a 6. So old enough Four to where kids. you get to sleep at night. I don't yes. have any kids. I've just been told from, uh, you know, my friends and my sisters and stuff. And so we're right now we really enjoy your sleep. And it's like, oh, maybe we should just put off having kids. Yeah. Are you thinking about having a kid? Uh, you know, it's always kind of been like an idea in the background. Um, I mean, we've had like names picked out for before we even got married and stuff. But uh, it's just not really realistic right now for us. And, you know, maybe down the road it will be. And if it is, you know, that's just another part to, you know, part of life and whatever. We'll just see what happens. Absolutely. There are tattooers that take their families on the road yeah. as well. You know, um, guys like Shige, you know, he travels with his wife and child and um, seems to do fine with it. They seem to like it. And that's kind of just what they get in tune with. Yeah. So um, you got a lot of projects going on. Talk about um, I, saw, I saw the quick caps. Yeah. Talk yeah. about those. And um, you're still with Waterloo and Eternal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so quick caps, um, just something we've been working on for the last couple of years. Just um, basically like a 50 cap tray that you can put down in one go without having to really fool around with putting one cap at a time, not having to mess around with a lot of A&D ointment. They don't slip around all over the place. They're sturdy. You can knock them around and hit them with like, you know, your machines and uh, your, you know, rinse bottle and stuff. And they're not going to fall over and everything, which I knock ink cups down a lot. Um, and you can really uh, mix ink in them uh, really well without having to worry about like, again, knack, knocking caps over and stuff. So um, we're just kind of releasing them, up, uh, them out now and kind of figuring out like finer details and stuff before they go into mass production and whatnot and yeah. getting a lot of feedback from everybody and everything is sounding really good and on the up and up and we're really, really excited about it. That's cool. Do you tend to pour out a lot of colors? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, my average is going to be, I guess it really depends on like how, how long I'm going to be tattooing. If I'm doing like a four to five hours, I'll usually set up about like 25 ink caps. If I'm doing like a 10 hour, 12 hour, it's definitely going to be 50 plus. Um, so it just kind of depends. What just different, um, how many, how many different, like, uh, if you're doing blue, are you setting out? four or five blues yeah absolutely crazy yeah it just um you know it kind of depends on um if i know my client's skin already and if i know like what their limits are and how far i can push it and if i don't know how their skin already heals i'll have a tendency to put out a lot more stuff that way i can kind of just work it out on the skin on the spot and Mm. you know if one thing works or if something isn't working then i know i've got something else already set up and i can just do that instead on the fly where did the quick caps idea come from um, from, well, because I'm lazy, really. <laughs> no, I, I like to be efficient, but I'm lazy at the same time. And so uh, when I was in my apprenticeship and um, trying to 
like a when I wasn't doing really awesome tattoos and it was like you know you only had five minutes to set up and then it was like do the tattoo and if you didn't you know if you took longer than five minutes to set up then you're technically not making your money out of the tattoo like it was that you know those kind of tattoos so it was like having to put one cup down at a time was just really annoying back then and I knew like if I had the opportunity I would either do it myself or I would just buy somebody else's and nobody else had come out with it so it just all the you know all the pieces of the puzzle kind of came together with me and my husband and our business partner and it just happened that's awesome that's Thank awesome. You. A lot of new projects, a lot of new um, products that are out right now. Yeah, it's, I think we're really in like the renaissance of tattooing right now. I think so too. I think so too. What is exciting to you about tattooing right now? Oh gosh, what isn't? I mean, like it's just oh, just getting bigger and bigger. And you know, um, I always tell this to people. Um, I've got like a traditional education in art, and one of the conversations that you kind of go into is that like art is dead and how can you make it better and everything's already always been done and all this stuff and you kind of learn you know like there's this new generation of this going on and you see like the renaissance of art and then all of this and so like tattooing really is that for like the art world also and uh i'm super excited to be able to like be a part of it and help like contribute and like for the industry as a whole like i want to look back in 20 years 40 years 50 years whatever and be like yeah we made a difference back then and like we can see it now yeah yeah, I, I think that you're you're right. It's it's a time that it's exciting. It's dynamic. There's a ton of stuff going on. There's improvements in equipment. There's new equipment. Yeah, you know. And so yeah, it is exciting to see. Um, do you do you? Uh, how long have you been tattooing? So I did my formal apprenticeship in 2009, and I did permanent makeup before that um, from about 2003. Okay. So you had a, did you use regular tattoo machines for the permanent I used makeup? really, really horrible rotaries. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, I mean, they were, they were a pain. But yeah. uh, so then when I did my apprenticeship, the first thing, you know, I was learning was coils and stuff. And it was kind of like, whoa, this is really, really different. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely going from, thank you very much. Um, definitely going from, uh, you know, crappy machine yeah. that, and rotors completely different too, yeah yeah you know? well I mean these were just like super old school like I mean compared to today's standard and whatnot and what you were doing with them and the whole like angle with like the permanent makeup was really different at the time as well and it's that industry has changed a lot you know in the last uh I mean oh gosh 12 years now I don't even want to I can't believe it's been 12 years it's crazy but um yeah it's just uh, you know, machines are different now. People are putting into like, you know, what they want to get out of the machine. People are figuring out how to do that. And, you know, instead of it being like superstition and speculation and stuff like that, like we have methods of being able to like test it out and really see it and really like understand why everything has to be the way it has to be and how we can manipulate that. Right. What, what machines do you like using right now? Um, right now I'm using some Walkers, uh, Bishop, some Dragonflies, um, and we're actually in the process of making a, a, it's called a Quanta, it's a machine that we've been working on that's just based off of exactly what I want out of a machine, the stroke that I want, the weight that I want, the way it handles, the way it balances, just based off of those kind of standards for me because I have really, really, really little hands and really little yeah. wrists. So yeah. that is something that I've always kind of struggled with. And you know, like in the, you know, in the back of your head, 
um, coming out as a tattooer, you're like, well, you just kind of shut up and deal with it and like move along. And once you kind of get past that point, then you can kind of figure out like, okay, these are the things that I need to modify for myself. And I know that there's other people that kind of have those same kind of situations and stuff and wrist issues and back issues. So hopefully this can be a solution for that. And again, it's just kind of, you know, it's another thing. It's like a pen and pencil and paints and, you know, all that good stuff. It's just something else that artists can use. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then, you know, no problem. Yeah. How, How long before that machine is out? Um... Hopefully sooner rather than later. You know, we've been uh, focused heavily on the quick caps for the last uh, few months and kind of just finishing up everything with them. So once that kind of is finalized and we've got those out on the market heavy like we're really wanting, the next step is going back to the to the Quanta and finishing that up. Yeah. Well, you're one of the artists out there now. There's a lot of them, but that are definitely diving into the sponsorship model mm-hmm. and adding that into part of your business plan. How did you develop those relationships with Eternal? You have a your own um, Liz Cook ink set. Yeah. Um, you know, Waterloo. I've been with Waterloo for a while, and um, as well, they're a sponsor of the podcast and, and myself as an artist. Um, how, how did that develop for you? You know, we um, kind of just look at it like you really got to put your time in to just develop those networks and do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, my husband and I, we've always just kind of wanted to do the right thing by people and like by the industry and everything like that. And I think that kind of just shows up eventually. And, you know, if we've always had the kind of perspective of like, if it works out that that ends up being a network or a connection and stuff like that, then, you know, later down on the road, it's like, well, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine kind of thing, but let's be friends. And like, you know, that's kind of always been the, the main goal for us. And so just, you know, you do the right thing by people and eventually it all kind of works itself out. And that's, you know, um, like I've always loved Eternal Inc. And, you know, that relationship came about from that. And, you know, we do the do the right thing and, you know, just stay the course. And, like, yeah. that's just what happens. Mm-hmm. What was the development of the, the colors that you used for your ink set? Was that, did it seem to be it came out of what you tended to like to use or modifying other colors to get to those it was uh definitely stuff that i just kind of always been mixing anyway for myself uh for a lot of my pieces and um i guess just holes in the line that i had wanted to see uh closed up for a while and so i kind of just started with that and it just turned out that that was enough um you know and so it kind of worked out if they'd let me do more i sure would (laughs) but you know that, that's just what happened at the time. Yeah, that's great. Uh, do you use Russ Abbott's color wheel? Have you uh, seen that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, I I kind of have, like, a color wheel kind of version for yeah. myself that I use at home. So I'm pretty, pretty, uh, you know, used to using it and whatnot. And, um, like, a color theory background has kind of always been something that I've been, like, really uh, into anyway. So, uh I, I don't really depend on it a whole lot, but you know, any tools that are going to be out there helping people and whatnot. And, you know, we, we all kind of need to receive information in different ways and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, it's, it's something good that's out there and, yeah. you know, people are using it and that's, what's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that use the tools that are going to work for you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and don't be afraid to explore different tools, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, get your hands on some other stuff and see how it works for you. Does it make your, you know, whether it's your setup or your process, whatever part of the process, whatever part of the, you know, thing that you're doing, 
if it makes it easier, yeah. it makes it better for yeah, you, yeah. use it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, sometimes you hear whatever it is and it takes you out of that box you were in and you're now you're suddenly in the next one. And that's just, you know, like I said, it's the renaissance of tattooing. So yeah. everything's coming out and whatever is going to work and stick around is how it's going to be. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy like One of the things I like about the Waterloo workstation is it keeps me, I'm a messy guy. And it keeps me organized, you know, all the drawers and, and that Funny stuff. Funny story. Yeah? Yeah. Actually, oh, my husband and I probably would have killed each other by now if we didn't have it. It helped out so much for the organization. It's it's enough organization for me. And I tend to be the more, like, super OCD freak with that mm -hmm. kind of stuff that just really loses it when it's not organized. So, like, it helps me enough with that to where I know where shit is. And he can set up quick from it. And it's all in one spot. And yeah. now we're happy. <laughs> ah, that's good. Isn't it nice when those things happen? Yes, absolutely. Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, so what's what's kind of next for you? Where's the shop that you work at on the day-to-day -day when you're not traveling? We're at Rebel Muse in Dallas, Texas. Okay, Dallas. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we're about like 20 minutes from the uh, airport, and it's super convenient. Nice. I have a lot of clients that fly in, um, and it's just I have family out there, so it's home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you grow up out there in Texas? Or? I did. I got out there when I was eight. Okay. So, yeah, I guess technically that makes it official. Yeah. You, your formidable years were there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually for a long time I didn't even consider myself Texan. And it wasn't until I was like almost there for 22 years that it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I guess technically I'm Texan now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And what's your favorite show to do? My, do you have um, one? Well, so... My top two favorite, so Detroit is definitely a favorite because it's Eternal and I love Eternal and mm -hmm. Tramp really goes out of his way and everything and we love that. And then one of our other favorite shows is in Humble. It's the uh, Blue Lake Casino, yeah, which... James Strickland talked about that yeah, one yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, so um, Ted and Amy that put on the show are just super awesome people. They're super down to earth. They're good friends. Mm -hmm. Like the second we got there, it was like family already and we love that. Um, you know about anything that we do so it's on a it's you know it's at a concedo it's on a reservation the best part of like you know everybody out there is there to get tattooed and stuff like that and spending money on it and it's a small enough show to where like everybody is working everybody is selling and then you know at the end of it we go have karaoke night and yeah I make a fool of myself <laughs> favorite karaoke song um Pat Benatar, uh, All Fired Up, or uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Uh, I love yeah, it. there's a few of them. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's it was cool uh, Cool when I heard about that show from James. He said they just, the promoters, the folks that put it on, just go out of their way to take care of the artists up there. Yeah. And really have done a good job at putting that show together. And that's exciting to hear because in the day that we're in now, with shows every weekend, yeah. multiple shows every weekend, you know, it's hard to choose which ones to go to. And when you hear those things from artists like yourself and from James, you know, I think people are should start to get hip to that. Yeah, yeah. It, and especially now, shows. yeah, because like, you don't, like artists don't necessarily have to do shows anymore to be right. able to get their artwork out there, to be able to share, you know, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook and everything. and which provides so much of that middle kind of person and that, that middle ground that yeah. kind of was, you know, what conventions were really uh, symbolic of, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Me being such a newcomer to it, I really don't feel like I've been around enough to be talking about that in that big picture. But, you know, the thing is, like, 
I know I don't have to go to conventions to be able to tattoo. And so it does make a difference for me when it's like, I feel like I'm going to a different home. Yeah, it, it's, it is true. Before, people would travel to conventions to attract that other clientele from different parts yeah. of, of the country or different parts of the world so that they could go back there the next year and meet up with their friends and, and do that. And now with the connectivity of the internet and social media and all this stuff, you're right. We don't have to, as artists, go out there and and necessarily travel because somebody from Europe can see our work, yeah. you know, instantly. And so, um, yeah, it's totally changed, you know, and, and I, who knows what it's going to be like in another five, ten yeah, years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it may just kind of go backwards where it's like, no, we people want to just kind of be more in person and be present for it and not really have this artificial kind of in between. And, you know, if that happens, it's just, you know, whatever you got to do, you got to do. Yeah. Do, do you like to, um, I was talking uh, uh, about this with, um, with Q, uh, artwork by Q, um, who has some really great sculpture stuff here this weekend. Um, do you like to isolate yourself from, not necessarily isolate yourself from the client, but during the part of the time where you're actually tattooing the applying the tattoo do you put headphones on do you or do um, you interact you know i've experimented with it and i am i guess i i kind of <laughs> i'm better without headphones when mm. i can you know sometimes i'll zone out and i'll just kind of be in my world and tattooing and listening to music um that i've just got playing you know on an open speaker or whatever but uh if you know if my client does have questions i do want to be able to yeah. answer them and um i yeah it just kind of has worked out and i ha a lot of have a lot of people in my studio that kind of come in my room a lot and like we're the conversation for whatever is going on i'm always i always have my door open unless i've got somebody naked in my room basically right. so they everybody knows that so it when I used to wear headphones, like people would still kind of stop me and get my attention and I just have to take them off anyway. So I've just gotten used to like right. having constant kind of distractions and you really have to get my attention now for me to like come out of my zone. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of a good thing because it's harder to get distracted, Yeah, which works out really great for conventions. Yeah, absolutely. It is a different environment to tattoo in, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you know, for sure. Uh, people right over the you know right over the table right over the you know barrier looking at you looking at you trying to get your attention I was talking to bob tyrell yesterday and and he said you almost have to add three hours onto the tattoo that you're doing just for yeah. interaction time with people that are coming up to see you you yeah. know and or you can you know he said or you're going to be a dick and not talk just to ignore them, but everybody no, yeah. you know nobody really wants to do that you know you don't want you definitely have to focus on the work but you know adding that extra time and knowing that you're going to have to be diverted a little bit is it is what it is when you're yeah, at a convention absolutely it is what it is how did your style develop oh man that's such a hard question well i guess i don't even like see it as a style like i've been told like hey your style is kind of this and whatnot and like for myself i just i know the stuff that i enjoy doing like before i was ever in any official like schooling and stuff yeah. like that and i just kind of gravitated towards it naturally and then when i did get to school it was like because um, i had done kind of some comic book stuff um just basically was like oh i can make it look like this comic book artist or i can make it look like this person and i just happened to enjoy their work and then in college they were like oh that's kind of too sentimental 
And so it kind of made me gravitate towards portraits and like figure kind of stuff and whatnot. And so then when the opportunity came up for the tattooing, all of that was already like something, you know, these visual language that right. I had already developed. And so then it was just like translate it into the tattoo. At that point, I wasn't really doing anything like new for myself. It was just like a different medium. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of just what's happened from there. And I think I've always just kind of been like, if it feels finished, if it doesn't feel finished. And so that just happens to work out into the style. Um, and it's just like, I'm just happy with that. So if it changes, it may change. I don't know. It's just whatever, whatever feels right. Right. Do you like to, are you very precise, like with your stencils and with your designs, or do you like to leave some room to kind of there's definitely and build and yeah there's some i mean as far as like the the realism goes i probably am a little bit looser than some realistic artists uh as far as that um but i don't know i guess we all kind of develop like a shorthand system that works and like doesn't work and i just know like i i use a combination of like cross hatching and like some sometimes i'll just color stuff in like totally because like there's a movement that I need to yes. see and like if I'm not feeling it then so it's kind of piece by piece and you know if it's something that I feel like I might struggle with it or if it's more of a challenge and it's an approach that I don't normally do then I might go heavier with the detail as far right. as the stencil um, but I guess my main kind of thing with the stencil is like overall kind of balance I want to be able to see the difference between like uh, initial like basic contrast and movement from that standpoint and when I know that looks all right I know that everything else is going to follow suit. Yeah. Well, we were talking about, before we jumped on um, the podcast, we were talking about working with clients whose skin is less than, you know. Ideal. Uh, less than ideal. How do you work through those situations? As an artist, you want to do that high-level work, but sometimes that is stifled by those yeah. things. Um, well, I kind of... I've definitely approach tattoos from the standpoint of if I were going to do whatever this character piece of artwork is if I was going to do it on a white piece of paper these are all my options and then each you know every person's skin is going to make you just have less and less options until you're left with a finite amount of options and you just make it work from there and whatever it is it is and you know, if you have to get people to come back in for second sessions to make it work, then that's what you do and you learn from it and then try and apply it to other people. And, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you learn. Yeah. And, you know, I just just make it work. Yeah. It's just got to look good at the end of the day. Yeah. The main thing is, you know, if my client is happy with it, that really is the most important thing, because as far as like the art. I can always go outside of that tattoo and I can do something on paper and I can experiment with that and learn something else from that standpoint. So at the end of the day, as long as the client is happy, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. I think ultimately that is what, that is what is important, Yeah. you know, and I talked to Mike DeVries about it on, on the podcast when he came on the show and you know, he said, he said that same thing does, you know, everybody has this, the old conversation about well these color portraits aren't going to work in 10 years and it's who the fuck cares you know the client was stoked on it right there yeah. so you know i think there is a balance obviously there's a there's a balance in doing things that are experimental and explaining to the client that hey this is what we're doing and this is what 
the art is going to look yeah, like and I it's going to age. And it's it, not a t-shirt. Like, yeah. it's not something that's, it's not going to, you know, you can't really approach it that way. You have to approach it like this is a custom piece of artwork that is probably going to change over time. And let's just kind of figure out what those options are and then see what you think about them and what's the goal at that moment, you know? Yeah, it's true. It definitely is true. I think as long as you're having those conversations with your clients, it, it's all good. Yeah. You know, so what, what's next for you, Liz? What do you have going on? And, and, you know, you got the, like we talked about, the Quick Caps project, the machine project, a lot of things in the works. Yeah, um, I guess just kind of continuing to try and, like, balance out everything and just uh, make sure that I take a little bit of time for myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hard part. It's so easy to just keep working, working, working. And I think right now the big thing is, like, I got I to gotta leave time for me and Cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult that balance of life and yeah. and work, especially when your work is it's so intimately involved in your in your in your life and as as a person. So um, we enjoy what we do too. Yeah. So it is it is easy to kind of work, and I suppose especially with the fact that um, your husband's with you all the time too. It's not like you're going oh I got to go work and and go to this convention and I'm away from home. He's there with you, so it's like easy to kind of easier to keep that pace. Yeah, maybe. and I mean that was kind of like the standard that we always had. We were traveling together, and like Cookie used to not tattoo, and now he tattoos. So we've you know been able to develop these like networks and this relationship together. And I don't know if I'd even want to do it without Cookie being there because like he's my best friend. Obviously, you know he's my husband and stuff like that. But like we're business partners also, and we're teammates and stuff. And like. Um, you know, just being able to have someone else to go to, to 100% wholly be myself mm-hmm. and my crazy personality and, you know, whatever in the background and just have this person to be like, you know, you're my rock and yeah. like all of the bullshit just doesn't matter because at least you're here and like, we've got that at the end of the day. And so that's, you know, it's always been really important. That's great. Well, thank you, Liz. I appreciate you sitting down with me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, definitely. And, um, uh, where can people find you on Instagram and, and how do they get a hold of you if they want to book an appointment with you? Um, easiest way is just go to my website, LizCookTattoo.com. Uh, uh, I've got a really substantial submission form on there that just asks you for information. Everything that I would need if I were talking to you in person, fill it out completely and then uh, I'll get you from there. Right now, I'm booking out um, solid about three months and then it's just kind of like, the projects that I want to do after that because my schedule is so up in the air right now that I just feel like uh, if I book anything past that it's mm-hmm. just I end up moving people around and yeah it just ends up being a big mess I think it's tough it, you know the schedule thing for artists I think is is one of the big one of the hardest things you know because as you get that and develop that clientele that's coming to you and you can book yourself out it's nice to do that you know the works but there it's but it's not necessarily what if what if, you know, I want to take this weekend off. Yeah. I want to, I, emergency happens. Yeah. I'm going to take two days off in the middle of the week. Well, now these people can't get in for months months, or I have to come in on a day off or, or squeeze yeah. them and in at the end of the night. And that's actually what happened like last year. Um, my back went out really bad and then we, we were basically booked for like a year and a half and that is what exactly what happened. So this year we're kind of, and also just the maintenance of it, the background like admin work was just getting to the point of where it was so ridiculous having like waiting lists and all this stuff was just so overwhelming that that in itself was like more than a full-time job for one person and it was like this just isn't really the way that we want to do this like we're not having fun doing that part of it so let's just make it easier 
and you know people are you know it's people are getting tattooed people are wanting to get tattooed they're still coming to me it's not an issue right now so if it did become an issue that i'm sure like we do it in a different way but right yeah. now this just works out really well works. great yeah well, cool. Uh, it's exciting to see how well you're doing, and, and I love your tattoos. They're very Thank great. You. Um, good luck with everything, all the projects that you have going on. Thanks, Joe. Yep. Thank you. Everybody can follow me on Instagram too at OG Joe Swanson. You can uh, follow the official Sullen Radio um, Instagram. That's at Sullen Radio. Check out the website sullenradio.com. Um, and thanks for listening. I appreciate it, everybody. Well, that was that with Liz Cook. I appreciate it, Liz. Thanks for coming on the show. Everybody, if you'd like to go check out the prints I had at Muse Inc., they are um, on my Instagram at OG Joe Swanson. You can also uh, click the link in that bio and go right to my personal web store at therealjoeswanson.com and pick up a print. I would appreciate it. Help support the show. Help support my art. Go check that out. If you dig it, pick up a print. I'll have some more coming up soon. I appreciate all the support, guys. 